The following program is sponsored by Fairly Spiritual on KCIS. Hey, it's Dr. Doug Birch, and you're listening to The Fairly Spiritual Show. On today's show, I'm going to talk about a rather common phenomenon, something that you might be experiencing right now. It's the 4th of July weekend, and some of you had a great day on the 4th of July. Even so, you're feeling down right now, depressed or sad, and you don't really know why. On today's show, we're going to talk about this issue. Why do I sometimes feel sad after really good days or really good weekends? We'll look at what might be happening and what we can do about it on today's Fairly Spiritual Show. Stay tuned. Thanks for joining me on this fairly spiritual show on this 4th of July weekend. Uh, Today's show is either broadcasting on Friday or Sunday, so uh, 4th of July has already happened. Hope you had a great time. Uh, I'm going to talk about a phenomena that uh, happens more often than we even talk about, and sometimes people feel really bad about this. But I like to do a show where we just talk about reality. We don't pretend. We're not ashamed. We just express what we're really going through. I don't like a Christianity where we pretend. You know, God isn't behind the curtain or in front of the curtain waiting for us to get ourselves all fixed up, and then the curtain opens, and then we present to ourselves a presentable person that God can accept or reject. That's not how it works. God knows us. He knows what we're going to say before we say it. So we might as well be really authentic and honest about who we are. Here's something that I've found happens in my life, and I've processed it a bit. And uh, in fact, a couple years ago, I wrote an article on this uh, that has all kinds of views on my website at fairlyspiritual.org. Every day, at least, I don't know, seven to ten people will read uh, this uh, blog. Uh, Thousands and thousands of people have read this. It's one of the most popular things I've written. And it's basically on this topic. Why do I feel sad or depressed after good days? When the day's been really good, and yet when I drive home, I feel down, or the next day, I'm down. What's going on? And I thought uh, a great time to talk about this would be the Friday or the Sunday after the 4th of July. But before I do that, I want to give you a couple ways that you can interact with this show. Uh, First, you can always go to our website, fairlyspiritual.org, and you can go to the website uh, to do a couple things. One, you can find past podcasts. You can find out how to subscribe to the show. You can go to iTunes or SoundCloud and subscribe to the Fairly Spiritual Show. You can also see my book is there, uh, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor, and find out how to purchase that. And this week, I have a contest. Uh, We'll see how this works. If we do more of these or less of these, I want to give away one free audiobook. So I'm going to give away one free audiobook. Uh, You can enter into this drawing. I will not put you on a mailing list. I won't text you spam. This is all this is. I just want to know who's listening and who's interested. So this is what I'm doing. I'm going to give you this phone number and just text. uh, I'm going to tell you to text something. And if you text this, you're entered into the contest. 
So here's first the number. So write down the number if you if you want to be a part of this contest. Uh, the number is 360-818-4513. That's 360-818-4513. I'll say it again three times because it's not official on the radio unless you say it three times. 360-818-4513. And uh, if you want to be entered into this contest, again, I'm not going to ask anything from you. Uh, I'm going to have this run until next week. It'll be Wednesday, July 10th at midnight will be the cutoff. Uh, whoever's texted up to that point will be entered into this contest. Uh, all you have to do is text in these words, free book, free book. Uh, you put free book in there and you'll be entered into a random uh, drawing. That's all it is. Again, no mailing list, nothing like that. Not going to text you for anything else. Just that's how you get into the contest. So uh, the number is 360-818-4513. You text free book and then uh, you're entered. And then on uh, the next week, on uh, I guess it's July 10th at midnight, that's the cutoff. Uh, then I'm gonna randomly, I'm gonna randomize it, go to the computer, have it pick a random number, and then one person will get a free audiobook, the book I wrote, The Community of God, A Theology of the Church from a Reluctant Pastor, and we'll, we'll see how that goes. So also you can just text the show through this number if you want, 360-818-4513, and say, I do not want the book, but I do want a text. You can do that as well. So I want to get uh, into this topic. Uh, why do I feel bad uh, at the end of good days? And and this this will go into something I think that's even deeper in the terms of how do we live a spiritual life in these physical bodies? Because we have physical bodies that are affected by the world that we live in. And um, it doesn't matter how spiritual we are or you know how much we pray or how much we read the Bible, there are consequences to the life we live that affect us. It affects our mind. The world we live in affects our mind. You know, the mind is an organ. You know, if, if I lift weights, like uh, lifting weights is a bad example because I'm not a muscular person, but if I just, you know, keep lifting weights, I, you know, I have a, let's say 100 pounds, that's way too much weight. Let's say I have 25 pound barbell and I just keep lifting over and over and over and over again. Eventually I can't do it, right? My arm would fall off. I, there's a limit to how much I can do that. Well, the mind is like that as well. The mind has limits. And uh, so there's things that we can do to our mind that eventually it's like, no, that's enough. There's too much. And so I wrote an article a few years ago on why do I feel sad at the end of good days? And it came from my own processing of life. And this is what I found on days like when I would you know, go to the 4th of July celebration, all our family would get together. It's a great time. You know, I'd, I'd love it. I enjoy my time with my family and extended family and friends. We'd have a blast. And then I'd come home and on the drive home, I just feel down and depressed and sad. And I try to figure out what that is. And, and you know, it's kind of sad because this is a big event of the year. And you're just like, man, I just kind of feel down and empty and kind of in the shell of a place, and like I'm just kind of looking at the world from the inside, and, and you know, then I kind of get all these kind of gloomy thoughts, like, wow, if, is this the best there is if I'm feeling this down? And, and I, I get this thought like when I'd go to Disneyland. I'd take my family to Disneyland. We have a great day there. We'd stay till the end, watch the fireworks, and then we'd be walking back to the hotel, and again, I just kind of feel down. I just kind of be in my own shell, you know, just kind of in my mind and just looking at the world and everything just seemed distant and like I'm watching a movie or something. I'm watching someone else's life. 
when you're in that place, uh, if, if you don't know what's going on, you, you might start having these thoughts about, oh, you know, what's the meaning of life? And these are the best things in life, and yet I'm not happy. And, and am I ever going to be happy? And it's amazing what can happen when you're in a place like that. Well, I begin to pray about, you know, what's happening? Because I realized this was a pretty consistent thing. On days where I had a lot of fun, big days, you know, 4th of July celebrations, going to Disneyland, at the end of that day, I was down. What, what was going on? And I realized that it, it didn't have to do with a spiritual attack. It didn't have to do with that the world is all falling apart or things are meaningless or, you know, life just isn't that important or the best things in life just don't satisfy it had to do with something very practical. And, and I'm sharing that because I think there's some people today where you're in that place. And you might, it might be hard for you and, and it might be troubling for you. And I think this might help you. Uh, our mind can only take so much stimulus. And the 4th of July is a perfect example of that. Uh, when, when you go to a 4th of July celebration, there's just so much more energy going on. One, there's, there's a bunch of people, right? So there's all these people talking to you. There's so much more stimulus, right? So you have people talking to you, and then there's literal stimulus of there's fireworks there, there's these loud explosions, there's these loud flares. And what happens to our minds, what happens to our eyes, our ears, is the stimulus is so great that actually our bodies kind of go within themselves. Like our ears don't have the same sensitivity. Like if you're in a really quiet place, let's say it's quiet for six hours and suddenly you hear an explosion, your mind is really attuned to that explosion. If there's explosions going on all around you, your mind can't just keep hearing each explosion as a very important explosion. So your ears become deadened. They're like, eh, I can't focus in on every explosion because it's just too much. Your eyes see all the stimulus and fireworks are going off and all these things before your eyes. And so your, your eyes become deadened. Your senses become deadened. That's a way to survive it. If, you're, if your senses were on full alert, you'd freak out. That's why babies freak out in overstimulus environments. We take little kids to Disneyland, they start crying and screaming. It's not because they're being naughty or they don't appreciate how much money you've spent. They're overstimulated. They just can't take in all the stimulus. Well, as adults, we get overstimulated as well. And so the mind copes. And how does the mind cope? Well, it kind of pulls back into itself. That's a good thing. So while you're at the celebration, your mind just says, hey, let's pull back into ourselves a little bit. Let's, let's not focus too much on these big explosions around us. Let's not focus too much on the sound around us. Let's not focus too much on the conversation around us because there's just too much going on. And so you go through the day not even realizing that your mind is already compensating for the stimulus around you. Then you leave that environment. You leave this super stimulating environment. And then you go home and it's just you. Everybody's gone home. Maybe everyone falls asleep in the car or they all go to bed. And it's just you now up by yourself. And it's really quiet. Well, guess what? Your mind has not yet compensated for the fact that it's already pulled back into itself. So because of all the stimulus before, your mind has been deadened, your eyes have been deadened, your hearing has been deadened, so you're kind of pulled back into yourself. But now, all that stimulus has been removed, but your mind has not caught up yet. Your eyes have not caught up yet. Your ears have not caught up yet. So that's where you get that feeling, like you're just kind of within yourself, in the shell, looking out on the world. It's not about reality. 
It's not about the existence of your family, the existence of your marriage, the existence of you between you and God. It's just that your mind has not caught up. It's still in this deadened place. It's really important to understand this because we can make all these decisions about existence. And this, this, this helped me so much because one time I just realized this happens to me every 4th of July. I'm driving home, the car is quiet, everybody's gone to sleep, and I'm just kind of feeling like I'm way inside my mind looking out at the world. Well, what's happened? Mr. You know, I'm Mr. Super Overstimulated. I see everything all at once. I, you know, I'm a guy when I'm in a room, if I'm in a restaurant, I'm listening to every conversation. I'm experiencing everything that's going on in that restaurant. For my mind to survive, it is pulled back within itself. Well, when I leave that environment of the, the firework display and things going off around me and all this stuff happening, my mind is still in that place of protection. But now I'm alone and now it's quiet. And so now it really feels like, man, I'm down, I'm depressed, I'm isolated. I'm just looking out into this world, barely connected. Once I realized that that was just a process of overstimulation and that that would pass, it helped me greatly. So guess what I do on the 4th of July on the ride home and the next day when I wake up? I don't assess anything. It's not the time to assess my faith walk with God. It's not the time to assess how my marriage is going. It's not the time to assess how it's going with my kids. I don't assess anything. I wait till I get some normalcy in my life, till I just get a normal day before me. Because this is the problem. This is what we do. We go on these heightened things. Some of you will find this with vacation. You're doing all this stimulating things. You're going to all these big things, and, 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 it, and your mind is in an overcharged situation. Everybody else is in an overcharged situation. And then you try to make all these assessments about life, but you're not in the same psychological state as you are in the rest of your life. I'll tell you, when you're feeling kind of down and isolated and distant, then you will attach that feeling to everything else. You'll say, well, this is because, you know, I'm not communicating well with my kids. And this is because I had that difficult conversation with my aunt when we were, you know, eating potato salad next to that food table there, you know, right before we lit off the sparklers. And that's why I'm feeling down. Or this is because, no, it's probably not because of that. It's just because your mind is tired because it got overwhelmed by too much stimulus. It reminds me, in fact, that we need to be careful when we go on vacation that our job of going on vacation is not just to do something really exciting and really fun and getting everybody, you know, really, let's do the most amazing bucket list adventure ever. Sometimes we need to do stuff that calms us down, where we just sit and we're lazy, where we detach from things that overstimulate our brain, where we just look at a lazy river, are we? Look at the ocean waves come in and go out, where we take a long, lazy stroll that really doesn't go anywhere, but just allows us to decompress, allows our mind to rest and relax. Even maybe life is so stressful that we're constantly worried about the stimulus that's coming our way, that we're protecting ourselves, where we need to be in a place where we don't have to protect ourselves, where we can breathe deeply where we can take in the surroundings knowing that we don't have to fear the next conversation or fear the next thing that is coming. So what's the spiritual component of this? It reminds me of what the Apostle Paul says about living according to the flesh versus living according to the Spirit. 
In Romans 8, verse 5, and you could read throughout Romans 8, I'm just going to take a few of the scriptures here. But in Romans 8, verse 5, uh, the Apostle Paul says, For those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh. Now, it's important, when Paul uses according to the flesh, uh, the Greek for flesh is sarka. Now, when we say flesh, we often think like sexuality, you know, those who live according to their carnal sexual needs. That's not what Paul is saying. Paul is saying something much more general. Those who live according to the flesh is the flesh is just my flesh. It's just those who live according to their senses. You know, what I can taste, what I can touch, what I can feel, what I can sense. That's sarka. That's the flesh. You know, just my flesh. Outside of God, you know, we're, we're created, we're, we're beings that we, we have a life cycle. We, we grow, we live, we die. This flesh has a timeline, right? It has seasons. And if we live according to the flesh, right, our flesh is eventually going to die. We need something more than the flesh to have eternal life, right? This flesh is going to die. So Paul is saying, we don't live according to the flesh. I don't live according to how I feel. I don't live according to whether I feel happy or sad or whether I'm confident or not confident, whether I'm feeling down or whether I'm feeling excited. But it doesn't mean we don't acknowledge the flesh. Paul's not saying pretend you don't have flesh, pretend that the flesh isn't there. He's just saying don't live according to the flesh, which is very important because some Christians will say, oh, you know, I'm never depressed. I'm never sad. I'm never you know, unhappy. No, no, that's not what Paul's saying to do. He's just saying, don't live according to the flesh. You might be down, but don't allow being down to control how you live your life. Don't allow your depression to control how you live your life. You might be depressed, but don't live according to your depression. Live according to the leading of the Spirit. Let the Spirit lead you and to show you how to deal with your depression or how to deal with your anxiety or how to deal with just feeling sad. It's okay to feel sad. It's okay to be depressed. It's okay to be anxious. But we're not going to allow our anxieties and depression and fear to rule our life. We're going to let the Spirit set the agenda. So the day after the 4th of July or, or in the night when I'm driving home from the 4th of July celebration, I feel down. But I'm not going to live according to feeling down. I'm not, I'm not going to set the agenda of my life based on how I feel down. I'm not going to say, well, this is because life is meaningless and you know things are all a mess. I'm just going to say... No, I'm not going to live according to the flesh. I'm going to live according to the Spirit, what I know to be true about God, what I know to be true about myself, what I know to be true about my family and my faith. And I'm just going to live by faith, not based on how I feel. I may feel down. I can pray, Lord, I'd like to not feel down now, but it doesn't matter. Even if I feel down, I'm not going to make my next decisions based on how I feel. I'm going to live according to the Spirit. Paul says, for those who live according to the flesh set their minds on the things of the flesh, but those who live according to the Spirit set their minds on the things of the Spirit. So I'm going to open my mind to what the Holy Spirit says to me. For to set the, excuse me, for to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the Spirit is life and peace. For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's laws. Indeed, it cannot. Those who are in the flesh cannot please God. So if you're saying, I'm only going to do what my flesh wants to do, you cannot please God. We're not led by our flesh, by our desires, our wants. We're led by God. Paul says in verse 9 here, it says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the Spirit, if in fact the Spirit of God dwells in you. 
Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. But if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the Spirit is life because of righteousness. So we have, because Christ has become our righteousness and we've died with Christ through the cross, we have the Spirit of God that dwells within us. If the Spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised Christ Jesus from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the Spirit who dwells in you. He goes on, So then, brothers, we are debtors not to the flesh, to live according to the flesh. So I don't have to live according to how I feel. I can feel that way. I can feel down on, you know, after big days. I can feel down walking home from, you know, walking to the hotel from Disney. I could just feel a little down, say, yeah, I just feel down right now. I can feel down after a really great day, but I don't have to live according to that. I can still smile at my kids and smile at my wife and can still praise God. I can still make good choices. I can still trust. That's okay. I feel this way, but it's not the reality of who I am and who God is. Paul says, if you live according to the flesh, you will die, which is true, right? Like our flesh is going to die. We're going to die. But the spirit is what is going to raise us. God's spirit is going to raise us from the dead. But if by the spirit you put to death the deeds of the body, you will live. For all who are led by the spirit of God are sons of God. So we can be, and it just goes on and on. I really can't get into all of it here, but just, just read through Romans 8. I just wanted to encourage you, if you're feeling down, uh, especially if you have a habit of feeling down after important days or good days, not to feel condemned. It might just be a reality of your flesh. My sister helped me with this greatly uh, early on in ministry. She's our worship leader. And I realized uh, that I was over-spiritualizing some of the things in my life. I was making them about spiritual battles when really the fact is that sometimes I have highs and sometimes I have lows. And as a pastor, on Sundays, I give a lot of emotional energy, right? It's a high. I preach. I, you know, I'm active. I'm interacting with people. There's an emotional high. And guess what happens after you give your emotional energy on a Sunday morning? Well, you have a low. And so I feel a little down on Sunday night or maybe on Monday. And when I felt down on Mondays, I used to be, well, you know, God must be distant or I must be doing something wrong. Or there's something wrong with the world. And I remember my sister politely saying to me, Doug, what you're talking about is kind of a cycle here. You're talking about how people deal with depression, that maybe you're just dealing with the fact that you only have a limited amount of serotonin and dopamine. And uh, maybe that's okay. And it was amazing how gentle she talked with me, but how helpful it was to realize that I wasn't being attacked. I was just tired. My mind was tired. I'd used up my resources, my reserves. This helps me greatly. So on Sunday night, if I'm feeling a little down, I don't have to feel condemned. I can be at peace even when I'm just a little down, when I'm a little lethargic even if I just feel sad. No one has to talk me out of feeling sad. I can be, God is good, and life is good, and my faith is good, and I feel a little sad tonight, and that's okay. I want to encourage each of you that God doesn't come to you to condemn you. He comes to meet you right where you're at. The issue is, this world has an effect on our flesh. There's a cost. Some of you, this 4th of July weekend was really tough. You had some people you hung out with, and it was tough. It was difficult. And you did a really good job. 
there's a cost to it. And it wore you out. And the consequence of something wearing you out is you feel a little down and a little sad. You don't have to feel bad about that. But you don't have to live according to that either. You can live according to the Spirit. And some of you, your mind's just been overwhelmed with all the stimulus of the summer. And you need to rest. You need to take a long walk. You need to do nothing. You need to find a way to rest and restore and relax and have a true Sabbath. But most importantly, you don't need to condemn yourself. You need to be set free by the love and the grace and the acceptance of Jesus. Why do we feel bad after good days? There's lots of reasons. But here's the good news. We don't have to be led by our feelings. We can be led by the Spirit of God. God has something for you to do today, and he wants you to know that he loves you dearly and he knows you by name. I so much appreciate you listening to this show. May God richly bless you. All right. Again, hey, if you want to be entered into the contest for the free book, here's the number, 360-818-4513. Text me free book, 360-818-4513. Free book is the text. And if you want this show to stay on the air, I need some people to donate. And so go to fairlyspiritual.org and donate to keep this show on the air. $25 is a big deal for this show. So if you could donate today, that's how we stay on the air. Make room for the Lord. He knows you by name. He loves you dearly. I will see you next week. Thank you for listening. Proceeding broadcast was sponsored by Fairly Spiritual. When you write or call this program, be sure to mention you heard it on KCIS.